Welcome to the Wedding Digest by Wedbooker, the podcast that covers the exciting, challenging, and sometimes stressful aspects of planning a wedding, bringing you inspiration and advice from a wedding planner and other industry guests to help you save time, money, and your sanity. Brought to you by wedbooker.com, the place to book your dream wedding team with over 400 professional suppliers and venues at your fingertips. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in for episode nine of the Wedding Digest. I'm Lucy, joined as always by Wedbooker's very own head wedding planner, Ali. Hey, guys. Well, last episode, we caught up with model Talia Gimelli, who spilled some details about her secret summer wedding to NRL star Tom Burgess. Talia revealed she's been working with a wedding planner. And since then, we've received so many messages from couples wanting to know if they can afford a wedding planner and if they're really worth the investment. So we thought, let's start this episode with a quick breakdown how much a wedding planner may cost you and what you can expect from them. Yeah, and then we're going to jump into our chat with event and wedding stylist Danny from The Make House. If you listened to our previous episode with style icon Nadia Fairfax, Nadia mentioned Danny as being one of her favorite stylists and her top pick for her own wedding as well. Yeah, we know you'll feel incredibly inspired after listening to Danny as she has created some amazing events in the past and she shares all of her tips on how to make your wedding stand out. So, Ali, we know Talia raved on about her wedding planner taking all the stress out of her big day. So, is that the main purpose of hiring a planner? Yeah, I guess in its most holistic form, a planner was originally just for that really busy bride or the bride that had a huge vision and either no time or didn't quite have the creativity that she thought she needed to bring that to life. And a planner is an investment. They can manage the entire day for you, um, as Talia is doing. And it might cost a little bit more, but I think it is entirely worth it if you can fit that cost into your budget. Okay, so a planner can take everything off your hands and make sure your dream wedding becomes a reality. But what if you are a bride or an engaged couple who do have a tight budget or who want to be involved in the process and have more creative influence? What are your options then? Look, there are actually so many more options now. I I would say the modern day planner or stylist will put together a package to suit you. So you can hire a planner just to set up your ceremony or reception space on the day. If you've done the bulk of the work and you've chatted to your suppliers and you know what needs to be there, you can just get them to come in, set it up. When you arrive, it's all done. They sort of can then become your right-hand man in the lead up to the wedding if you need a bit more help. So you can actually hire a planner rather than doing the whole bulk of the wedding. You can hire them on more of an hourly rate rather than a full rate. So look, there are so many options for you as a couple with a planner that might not blow your budget. So it's always worth having a chat to them. Yeah. Even if you need like help finding suppliers. Now, Can you give us a bit of an idea on what to expect when receiving a quote from a planner? What sort of cost should we be looking at? Yeah, look, that's a tough one because it really does vary a lot. And and the the easiest way to explain the way the costs vary when you're talking to a planner is probably to compare it to a wedding dress. When you go to a different planner, um, you might be paying for one that has more experience or less experience. Obviously, the one with more experience might be a little bit more expensive um, and the one with less experience might be offering a cheaper rate. Also depends on the quality of the service they're going to be be providing for you, how good they are at styling, and then how much help you actually need from them in the day. Um, But look, let's break it down. I can give you some really generalized costs because I know that's what we're all here for. If you do want a planner just to help you set up your ceremony, um, but you've done all that work in the lead up um, and your venue is there to manage the reception for you, you're probably looking at anywhere from, let's say, $900 to maybe up to $2,000 for the day. And that just allows the planner to come in, do the full setup for you in and out. And look, you probably have a meeting 
meeting or two with them before the ceremony um, and before the wedding so that they know what you're after. But that would be you doing all the work beforehand. Then if you're looking for a planner to manage, manage your entire wedding. So this is just everything for you. They will do all the negotiating for you. Uh, they will help you find all your supplies um, or the way someone who might be a bit too busy or just doesn't really want to plan their own wedding. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like if you just, if you don't want to deal with it, you want the perfect wedding. Look, I would say um, you could secure a planner for maybe as little as $1,500. Um, but I would say the average price in Australia is probably more anywhere from, you know, four to $8,000 to manage your whole wedding for you. There is one other option um, that I'm actually seeing to be one of the more popular options now because our modern day brides, you guys know how to plan a wedding and you guys know <laughs> what you like. So we now do something which is a little bit more flexible and that's just an hourly rate. And that just means that you can call your wedding planner whenever you want. Um, you can ask them to do as little as you want or as much as you want. And basically you only pay for the time you use. Rates like this on an hourly rate can start from around $60 an hour upwards. Again, this is a, it's general. Um, you might find someone cheaper and definitely going to find someone more expensive. I would say the $60 might be on the lower end, but I would be expecting maybe closer to $100 an hour or $120 an hour for that amazing wedding planner you see on Instagram to come in and help you any any moment in your wedding planning that you need. That's really good, like breaking it down because it's not just a blanket wedding planner who just does one thing. There's so many other options that you can use them yeah, for, yeah, particularly being, for, for parts of the wedding you're not enjoying or you don't have much experience in <laughs> or you just don't know where to start. Like that's, that's perfect. So then I think the key pl- part to remember when you are hiring a planner is we're not here to rip you off. Like we really want the day to be as perfect as you do. We always try and make sure we fit within your budget. And it also depends, as I said before, on how big or small your wedding is. Like if you are doing a small intimate wedding and you're only working with a budget of, you know, $10,000, a planner's not going to come in and say it's going to cost you six, seven, eight thousand $8,000 to plan that wedding. Like it's a much smaller wedding so that the cost of the planner is also going to be reflective of that. Whereas if you're doing yeah. a huge wedding and there are so many elements and huge installations um, and, you know, 500 people, then you just really stick to expect the cost from the planner to be more because they're going to be helping you source more items. And I also think another really good option, and I think a lot of the modern brides are now going for this as well, is if you were planning your wedding yourself um, and you pretty much know what you want to do, a platform like Webbooker and the Webbooker planning pack packages are absolutely right up your alley. You can get a planning package from as little as, you know, $59. And what that does is it gives you a call with me um, and I can help set you on the path to planning a wedding or I can help you navigate through any of those tricky questions. And then you can then use the Wedbooker platform to find that perfect photographer or the florist or the venue and all those different stylers that you want to fit within your budget to save you sending 5 million emails to all these different photographers and then coming back and getting a quote and going, oh my God, that definitely doesn't fit in my budget or yeah. that person just doesn't suit my style. So I think using an online platform like Wedbooker is an amazing purpose built tool for brides that can help you plan your wedding. It's a little bit like having an online wedding planner. It's like having your little wedding best friend sitting there, except for they're not your bridesmaid and they're not your best friend, which means (laughs) you can jump in and you can ask them to do whatever you want without feeling guilty at all. So I think that that an online tool as well can work so well for those brides that 
are, are willing to do it and wanting to do it, a lot of it on their own, but just want a little bit of help along the way too. Even myself as a planner, I still use Wedbooker to um, make sure I stay on track with all of the like cool new supplies that are coming up. So look, it's used by not just couples, but planners and people in the industry too. We love it. So good. Well, thanks so much, Ali. I think that really clears it up, especially after having our chat with Talia last week and as a young mom as well and a busy mom, also a modeler and her husband plays NRL too. They're super busy and they didn't want their wedding to take over their lives or take away, you know, that special family time with their gorgeous little girl, Sophie. So she enlisted the help of a wedding planner and just told her the ideas she had in mind to create their perfect day. And I've never seen or heard a more relaxed bride in my life. Yeah. And I think that is, that's the benefit of a wedding planner. I said, if it it can fit in your budget and you are willing to be a little bit more hands-off or hands-on, then um, a wedding planner is definitely the way to go. Awesome. Thanks for clearing that up, Ali. Hey guys, just interrupting the podcast for a quick public service announcement. Wedbooker are offering all our engaged couples 10% off our wedding packages, including help from our very own wedding planner, Ali. Head on over to wedbooker.com, check out our wedding packages and use the code word WEDPOD at the checkout for your 10% off. Well, I'm so super excited to have this amazing talent on our podcast, Danny from The Make House. She is an incredible event stylist and wedding stylist as well. I know this firsthand because Danny, you actually styled my wedding. It left me absolutely floored because I wasn't 100% sure what you were going to produce. We kind of left it quite fluid. And when I walked in there on my wedding day, I was blown away. And honestly, still to this day, a lot of my guests still talk about what an amazing job you did. Thank you. Yeah, I can't even believe you know, thinking back to that time, it just feels like yesterday to me. The, the green, me too. The green movement was so huge. I, I can't remember what year it was. And twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen, we created the most magnificent like floral green canopy at your your wedding, and I yeah, I'm still really proud of that job. I love it as well. Just incredible. I, I couldn't have asked for anything more amazing. And since then, that was four years ago. Since then, you've just your company, the Make House, has just grown and expanded, and you've done some incredible events and worked for some amazing people, including Nadia Fairfax, who we did have on the podcast a few episodes ago. And Nadia said that you were her top (laughs) choice when it came to an event or wedding stylist, even tipping you as a front runner for her very own wedding as well. I know. It is so exciting. I mean, it was no, I tell everyone I fell off my chair when she said that. I feel um, (laughs) so grateful by her having her as a client, but for every client that I have, including yourself, like when I did your wedding, I probably had my sights set on you know the career or the path that I was trying to forge and I just appreciate the people like yourself that wanted some talent or some cleverness <laughs> and really allowed you know myself and my team at that time to come in and transform your space like it's such a personal experience and and from there it has naturally grown into many different things and the make house is yeah, quite or growing quite a bit recently yeah Let's go back, I think. How did the Make House come about and what year was that? 2015 is when I named the business the Make House. However, prior to that, I had been, I guess I was calling myself a a stylist of sorts. I was weaving floristry and, and interiors into that and just trying to morph all these likes and uh, that I had into to one thing. And a lot of people were saying to me that you need to just pick one and you can't have it all and it, you're going to lose sight on, on your direction. But I just felt, I just felt confident. I, I just felt really 
it was this was it for me this is what I needed to do and it was you know not without a lot of experience at a business called Flowood which was an Australian designer that I worked with for eight years from the age of 20 and I basically shadowed Fleur on every single project that she did and was a part of her business from having you know one store to eight stores and flying to New York to do buying with her and it was kind of an unbelievable job and opportunity and I started to feel like a piece of the furniture in there it was it was great however she decided to move to New York and and that left me wondering how I could push all that experience into my own career. You actually do absolutely everything. It is amazing to look at from the outside. You style an event, you actually design invitations, you do the florals, you do the furniture. Can you talk us through the process of managing all of that at once? It sounds a lot when I talk about it in this format. <laughs> it is a and- lot. <laughs> <laughs> but for us and, and how I try and explain this to the team or whoever joins us, on these projects is we're just executing something from A to Z. You know, the, the category might be a little bit different, but the journey of how we get to the idea and how we develop it and how we execute it, it's the same sort of format. We kind of strip it back to, to less detail. I think it really just adds to an incredible event when we can touch on all the visual elements. So it's not just putting the cutlery in the plate on the table and picking the colour, but it's a, a full guest experience. It's like, what are they looking at when they sit down? Well, the menus included so we want to have input on on that vision and how does it connect with the sign that they're seeing at the entry and you know that can just it's just a ripple effect of how many touch points we could be a part of for us we just started feeling more and more comfortable in taking on those those parts but mm. people don't have to come to us to get every single thing like we just do, can do one just okay or one sign or just consult it's not you know it's you don't have to have a big budget or a big idea to to roll through like our program and the other amazing thing that you do is I think I, I came to you personally and I was like Mm, I really want something like a bit wild, nothing structured, but also like quite feminine as well. I I think, and I think I told you I liked white and green and that's all I gave you and you turn around. (laughs) Yeah, and daisies. And you turn around and produce this incredible mood board. It was like you dove into my brain and were able to get all the thoughts that I couldn't put into words and put it all onto a page and make it come to life. It was quite phenomenal. Oh, thank you. I mean, we have to speak in pictures and I think those mood boards are so important to, uh, to to every project but I think the client often thinks that it's it's all for them and it is partly but for, it's for us too you know creating that it's like a brand bible for the the job when we can go on all different directions where you know, often just refer back to like what was our client's mood and and what what do we want to influence and like where do we want it to go and I think like coming back to those mood documents is so nice it brings you back to your path in like creating those moments. We'd love to know what are some of the most amazing weddings or events that you've styled? This is such a hard question to answer and I was thinking about it this week when you prompted me and you know I feel I guess for last year one of the most amazing weddings we did was the one in Bali. It truly was like I can't even describe the the feeling of it. It was just this rusty tobacco dried paradise. Our installations we got to scale them up to like five meters by three meters. They were huge and, and just for me that was a real moment of thinking I can't believe we're creating this this is just magic one of the most memorable is one of my clients she was actually from Fleur Wood we met many moons ago 
and she was getting married in the Ivy and she wanted to have a, I think it was like a Dolce & Cabana themed <laughs> neon, you know, like 50 wow. suspended balloons in the sky. You know, nothing was to be neutral. It was yellow, it was orange, it was red, it was palms, it was neon, it was gold perspex. We had hot pink perspex signs. So adventurous wow. and so bold. <laughs> yeah, her family were just absolutely blown away. But it just proves that you know, those more unconventional looks that I think are definitely not everyone's cup of tea can just land your guests in the most magical place. They they think like, mm-hmm. whoa, I would never come and create this, but being in that environment is still really fun. And it's, it creates such but a unique space for that particular couple. It, totally. We, we had a couple coming up in March. Well, it was supposed to be in March, but obviously with everything that happened, it was going to be our first groom-groom couple, which I was so delighted about. They had the most incredible vision. We were going to have a three meter suspended whale in in a room oh my God. with a light show <laughs> and you know ice sculptures and there wasn't even a floral element that was going to be needed and it was just going to be the most like powerful event but it's going to be next year postpone not cancel <laughs> yeah it's been a challenging year with moving the couples but I think most of the ideas when they're that unique to the couple they they won't change too much it sounds like you have been asked to do some wild wild events and wild ideas is a suspended whale is that the wildest or have there been crazier ideas brought to you before well I guess it just depends on what where your crazy radar sit I'm all about thinking like what is the guest what what are they not expecting like if you're investing in these events you want your guests to just feel like they're being pushed into another realm and a lot of the time someone will just say it as a joke and then we think oh no let's do that why not love a chat For any engaged couples that are listening that might be thinking, Danny sounds like my dream stylist, how much information should they be coming to you to build their dream day? I don't think you need to have a vision at all. There are so many different personalities out there. There is, you know, some people have planned their wedding from primary school and others have, you know, different formats of how they can explain what they want and, you know, more often than not, we'll just get an inquiry in the email saying, hi, I'm just interested in um, wedding styling. Like, can you send me some pricing? And you think, oh, okay, well, they're not really interested in in a lot. But then they end up being clients that, you know, take on full production and they want all the furniture and all the things. But they, they're they so unfamiliar to the territory that can come with the, these weddings and the type of wedding that they want. So we naturally just guide each inquiry into whichever sort of support that they need. And we have style programs where we can create the mood, the color palette, you know, do all the selections and collaborate with the couple. Or we can just you know do a a set of florals like bridal flowers and a couple of table flowers there's no cookie cutter solution we have a lot Mm. of questions too you know there's a bit of a format that we follow but we try and not overwhelm from the get-go but I think if they if they start with booking a venue that's definitely something that we need to know to start and yeah we go from there so what are your top styling tips then for brides who want in particular their wedding to really stand out I would say the top tips are I mean if you want to have a wedding that's 
truly a transformative experience and looks, you know, unlike what you see regularly, I would look for a venue that allowed to have different things like ceiling installations or, you know, maybe more of a blank raw shell. So that will allow a style team to to really generate something different. I guess going in with an open mind too, because what you might want creatively can change um, in so many ways due to budget, due to weather, due to access to those props as well. Being able to, you know, work with us on obviously giving the vibe, but we can generate maybe something that can actually come to life. So I think like open mind, picking venues that allow for for the styling would be two of my tips. We spoke about this before. I mean, you create some incredible, incredible floral installations. If you haven't seen some of these guys, you can check it out on the Make House Instagram page. Would Would you say that flowers are the most important element for styling a wedding? To me personally, I love flowers. I'm just naturally really attracted to them. When I see them at events, they, they kind of, you know, light my flame. They're not necessarily the most important. It really depends it depends on the tone that you're looking for like they're a really I guess simple way to introduce color shape you know set the mood I guess we've had the opportunity recently to really explore how we can use lighting metallic foils silver tassels disco balls there's so many other elements that I find that we're introducing lately and they are starting to compete a little bit with the floral aspect but in a good way I think by just shifting the landscape of how we're styling the wedding now but I always say to my clients like I think investing in your bridal florals is just absolute key because you're holding them the whole time they're in every single photo it's like carried around like the best accessory and ceremony flowers too like without a doubt they're the pictures that go viral and I think if you when you want to share them that's your go-to to for the florals but within the receptions now I, I wouldn't say it's the most important which is probably terrible since you know partly running a floral business but it's just not it's nice to have an open mind as to what is going to work for you and look we actually had Ed from Poho Flowers on in episode two and he was saying you know for 2021 he thinks the trend is going to be a mixture of floral elements and fruit elements together and not just flowers so I think even as florists they're sort of seeing that change in styling where it doesn't just have to be flowers down your table there are so many other elements that you can use I I agree and I guess the fruit is going to be a really big trend and it's something that we've been playing with in studio for a while and we're introducing into uh, some of our October and November events and I'm so excited about that it just it's just nice to be able to have different produce to play with we're lucky that we have a market that is in Sydney and we have access to so many flowers but there are so many clever people out there doing so many wonderful things that I think our Sydney market or the Australian floral and styling market is really ahead of the trend it's always impresses me when I look like be I try and look beyond Australia to to get inspired but I feel like what people are doing here like especially with the fruits and just layering all the different stones and candles and there's so many options so mm-hmm. it kind of may push your look beyond yeah. the flat yeah. I agree I think that Australia we are we're sort of we're willing to take a risk here and it, it's so cool to see brides jump out and say yep if you think that's going to work I'm willing to give it a go and to back the stylist what other trends do you think a set to set our wedding scene on fire in 2021? I feel, I mean, we as a business have, I guess, trends that we 
push and follow. We use a lot of baby's breath and I think people are coming to us for these big cloudy explosions. So for us, for 2021, I think that that's going to be quite evident um, still. I'm noticing that the flowers are stripping back a little bit and we're probably introducing more unusual installations on mass. I'm often finding that the brides are wanting to take their table flowers away and put it into a hero element, which we encourage. I think I'm all about putting your investment into moments that are going to wow people. Can it be like a photo backdrop? Can it be, you know, something that's just really powerful in the room? That's how we're kind of engineering our looks. I think the fruit will be a big, a big trend for 2021 and probably carry through, you know, to the summer of 2022 because those clients are organizing their weddings now and and they want to be you know they hold on to these trends because they want it for their own events so I think it'll it'll carry through there's going to be a bit more of a minimalist approach to weddings as people start exploring different mediums of styling with lighting fabric like the disco balls there's a lot of other things that are uh, going to be considered as big ticket items for for their events yeah I agree and I think people are starting to move away from too much greenery now like I think I don't know if you'd agree but in the last sort of 12 months, I feel like um, any couples I'm working with, it's more about simple, clean lines um, and taking away a lot of yes. that greenery and letting yes, the flowers the really have their gone. moment. But I want the greenery to come back. I love the green movement. I think, you know, you're able to get so much scale and shape and, you know, really stretch it. I think like for Loose's wedding, we did maybe like 20 metres of green installation whereas if you adapted that budget to florals only she probably would have got a two meter installation it would have been amazing but it's just that different feeling like when you're trying to fill a space and the green it it can it can go farther it's not necessarily I think people assume that it is always more reasonable but it's not because it still comes with a lot of labor and constructing and but I want the green movement to return in some manner and I think it's kind of morphing back in but more of a spring garden feeling, things that are growing from the ground rather than being installed into the ceilings. I agree. I absolutely love though what we can expect for 2021. I'm really looking forward to seeing some of these beautiful pops of colour and fruit and flowers and, you know, that spring feel. Yeah, me too. I cannot wait. Just excited about unleashing these ideas, which I'm sure a lot of the other florists and stylists, you know, were wanting to do too. Well, we cannot wait to see what you create toward the end of this year when we do start seeing events and weddings again because no doubt it's just going to blow our mind as you always do. Danny, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. That was insight. We know um, our brides and grooms listening, uh, they're definitely going to walk away inspired, that's for sure. It just doesn't matter which trend that you want to have at your wedding. I feel like if you come to us, we will just transform it into uh, something that is just so unique and divine to the couple. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you again, Danny. And of course, guys, you, uh, if you want you. to check out what Danny does, make sure you find her on the gram at The Make House. Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate being on here. It's been great to speak with you both. Well, guys, we hope you loved our chat with Danny from The Make House. Do make sure you follow her on the gram at The Make House. She honestly does the most incredible creations. Anything that you can imagine, Danny can create for you. On next week's episode, we have another amazing surprise guest for you. She is a model, an influencer, and just an absolute delight. She spills all her wedding secrets and shares some amazing details about her big day. So keep an eye on the Wedbook Instagram page to find out more. Awesome. And that will be episode 10 for 
for us. We look forward to being back in your ears then, guys. See ya. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Wedding Digest podcast brought to you by Wedbooker. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe to our weekly podcast and let us know what you think by leaving a review. You can also find us on the gram at Wedbooker to start planning your dream wedding or for one-on-one wedding advice from Ali, head to wedbooker.com where you'll also find show notes and more info on any of our amazing guests and suppliers.